I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 278 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Warrior Wednesday edition of First Class Fatherhood, and I have had the honor of interviewing so many veterans on this podcast, from Navy SEALs to Delta Force operators, and today I will be joined by a former F-16 fighter pilot who flew with the call sign Finch, David Gentner, will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And speaking of veterans, I have an amazing Veterans Day special edition podcast coming your way. It will include six interviews with some of our nation's greatest heroes that have taken part in some of the most famous missions in recent military history. And I'm talking about the lone survivor of Operation Red Wings, Marcus Luttrell, the Black Hawk pilot who was shot down during the Battle of Mogadishu, Mike Durant, the Medal of Honor recipient of the Battle of Ganjagal, Dakota Meyer, the captain of the Outlaw Platoon, Sean Parnell, one of the six members of the security annex team who survived 13 hours in Benghazi, John Tig Teagan, and the Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden from Operation Neptune Spear, Rob O'Neill. All right, so talk about an all-American lineup. Don't miss out on this unbelievable collection of warriors talking about fatherhood and family life coming here on Veterans Day. As for tomorrow on the show, we're going to head back to the gridiron with a Heisman Trophy winner who had a tremendous NFL career. Carson Palmer will be here with me tomorrow, so lock it in for that. And Frogman Friday, you are in for a deep freeze as we are going to welcome retired Navy SEAL and Alaskan dog musher Jeff Reed, who will be here on Friday. All right, so let's go, dads. Please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with F-16 fighter pilot David Finch Gentner. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strike Force Energy has got you covered. With a Strike Force Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strike Force Energy is veteran owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strike Force Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first class fatherhood listeners can save. off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. StrikeForce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a former F-16 fighter pilot who flew with the call sign Finch. It is such an honor for me to say David Genthner. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, Alec. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. Let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I am blessed to have three kids. I've got Olivia, who is 12. She's in sixth grade. And I've got Sawyer. He's 10. He's in fifth grade. And I've got Holden, who is nine. And he is in third grade. And I have three kids from three different deployments. So back to back to back like that. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, You're very close together. That's awesome. What type of yep. sports or activities are they all into? Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. I like to brag on my kids, right? So Olivia, she's 12. Uh, 
super smart, uh, doesn't really love going out and doing athletics, but this year she challenged herself. She joined the cross-country team, uh, and she set a goal for herself on times that she wanted to hit to run her two-mile races, and every week she breaks her goal, and she gets better and better every week, so I love that. So she does cross-country. <clears throat> you know, she plays the she plays the piano as well. Uh, she's a big bookworm. She reads a lot, and her, big, her new thing is she's really into art. And she's also in uh, the local choir that we have here. Sawyer, who's 10, and Holden, who's 9, they're just tremendous athletes. So I don't know where they get that from because I was an okay athlete, but never as good as they are. Uh, They're both in soccer right now, just doing uh, fantastic. They play basketball. They play flag football in the spring. Uh, Sawyer just started playing the violin, which has been really interesting around the house. Uh, and then, uh, and, and Holden, we're still kind of working out an instrument for him. He's had some piano lessons as well. All three of them are doing this Duolingo Spanish app and learning Spanish at the same time. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, they just stay busy playing in the backyard and they read books all the time. So I, I, I love these kids. I'm super impressed by them. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And it is incredible the amount of activities that are available to kids today, all the different groups and clubs and, and stuff that they can get involved in uh, that wasn't available years ago. And I know that, like, the apps, like you're talking about, my son's doing that with Japanese to, to try to learn Japanese. So it's just incredible what awesome. they have access to. Yeah, but you know what ends up happening, though, is you have to transport these kids all around the city or the county or if they're on a travel <laughs> team, you know, around the state. Uh, and I live in Montana, so if you play somebody in the state, you're driving like four or five hours just to get to a game. And wow. I'm just really, I'm really lucky and blessed. My wife Heather is uh, uh, is my favorite Uber driver. No offense, because I know you used to drive Uber as well, but uh, you know she takes the kids around, and uh, without her, we'd be we'd be stuck for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Finch, if you could here, please take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, you bet. So uh, Finch is my call sign, not my real name. My real name is David Gentner. The reason I have a call sign is because I was an F-16 fighter pilot in the Air Force. I uh, actually went to the Air Force Academy, flew the F-16 for a number of years, uh, left active duty, and I joined the National Guard where I flew C-130 cargo planes uh, for a little bit as well. After I left active duty, though, I needed like a real job, like a real adult job, and I became a, a business consultant, an executive coach, uh, and a keynote speaker. Uh, while I was a keynote speaker, I worked with, you know, Fortune 500 companies, Global 1000 organizations. I worked with a handful of NFL teams, uh, speaking with audiences ranging from 10 people up to 4,000 people, uh, which is really great. Uh, had a lot of success with that, made a ton of really, really valuable connections, and I've learned a lot about so many different industries through those relationships. But one of the problems I ran into about, oh gosh, maybe 14 months ago, I was spending so many days on the road. And, you know, this is podcast all about being a first-class father, right? Uh, so my wife and I sat down, and we had a heart-to-heart, and I said, I just can't keep doing this to my kids. Uh, and I decided it was time for a career change. So I kind of I, I kind of transitioned out of all that work I was doing, took a few months off just to be a dad. Uh, and now I'm a financial advisor uh, with an office here in Billings, Montana, that I really love uh, working at. And I still kind of scratch that travel itch. Uh, I go do consulting. Uh, I do still do some keynote speaking. I do uh, leadership coaching, and I do training and development as well, but just a lot less frequently. Yeah, what an incredible journey you've had here, and, and thank you for your service, of course. And yeah. about, how about how old were you, uh, Finch, when you first became a father, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? 
Yeah, I was uh, I was 26 years old uh, when Olivia was born, and uh, man, just what an eye opener, right? So uh, I had gone to the to the Air Force Academy. I was super focused on my studies, becoming a pilot. Graduated out of that, went right into pilot training. I got married shortly, uh, you know, about a year after I graduated um, from the Air Force Academy. I, I married my high school sweetheart. We spent our first year apart while I lived in Korea. And so really, like, up until that point where we had our daughter, I was very focused on just myself and my career. Uh, and it was it was really an eye-opening event. You know, it really changed my, my perspective on what it means to be a man. And I kind of like to think about it as, like, an upgrade, right? So I, I hit you hit this point where that, that kid's there and you're holding that baby for the first time and you unlock, like, a whole new set of skills. Uh, and tools and capabilities that that I never even really recognized in myself that I had. And at first they're kind of weak, and you kind of develop them over time. But things like compassion, right, being able to, you know, you know, kind of see them going through hard times and be able to help them out with that. My ability to focus is so much greater now because of all the different things pull me different directions. I have this uh, kind of an obligation that I feel towards mentoring them and leading them and modeling the traits that I want my kids to to succeed at. Uh, and then it's really, you know, I was talking about this with a buddy the other day. It's this mindset of service, right? So I went to the, I was in the Air Force. I was in the military where it's all about service and we're serving our country and we're serving the Constitution and serving the will of the people. But it's different. I mean, it's different when you kind of serve other people, right? Like, and I'm saying your family, your kids, and it's this, this, this sacrificing yourself and your own desires to to put your family in a better position and to educate them and, and uh, set them up for success. So major change, but all of it for the best. I'm such a better man because of children than I was prior to that. Yeah, very well said, uh, Finch. And, and I recently I had Mike Durant on the show here, and, and the movie about him, Black Hawk Down, definitely inspired a lot of people to want to fly or, or join the military. What was your What was your inspiration at the beginning that you wanted to become a pilot? Well, there's a couple things that contributed to that. First, my grandfather was a pilot in World War II. Uh, he flew cargo planes over the Himalayan mountain ranges, and it was really rare for him to, to tell stories about his military time. But I remember when he would tell stories about flying planes, I was on the edge of my seat. You know, I was just really excited. And he had all these adventures that kind of set that in my mind. Uh, and then another time, uh, when I was maybe 13 years old or so, I was out, I think I was hunting with my father up in Montana, uh, and it was really early in the morning, and the sun was just starting to come up. Uh, we were waiting at this spot where we knew these elk were going to come out at some point, and uh, we heard this rumble in the distance, and right out in front of us, two F-16s flew by, uh, and they were the Montana Air National Guard F-16s. They flew right in front of us, and it just shook me to my core, and I remember looking at my dad and saying, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And from that day, my decisions, my academics, my sports, my community involvement, uh, all of these things were really tailored and focused towards becoming a fighter pilot and getting the opportunity to kind of live my dream. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. What was the first plane you ever flew? First plane I ever flew, uh, well, at the Air Force Academy, you have to get your pilot's license first. Uh, so I, I never even flown an airplane until I actually got there. So the first plane that they taught me to fly was a Diamond Air 20, a DA-20. Uh, it was specially modified for the Air Force Academy. From there we went, I went to, actually flew with the Navy for a little bit, flying a plane called the T-34, uh, T-34C, which is a 
It looks like an old World War II style plane. Didn't even have an ejection seat. If there was a problem, you slid the canopy back and jumped out. Good thing I never had to do that. Uh, from there, we went to the T-38, which was a fighter trainer. I flew with the Air, with the Air Force for that. Uh, and then off to the F-16 after that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And we, we're over here in New York, by New York. So we, we I take my kids to the Intrepid, and it's just incredible to see yeah. the different planes from years ago. Uh, do your kids, do they have an interest in aviation or planes uh -huh. at all? Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Yeah, that's awesome. And we, we're over here in New York, by New York, so we, we I take my kids to the Intrepid, and it's just incredible to see yeah. the different planes from years ago. Uh, do your kids, do they have an interest in aviation or planes at all? Um, I'm trying, Alec. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, no, my, you know, my boys both get a little bit of motion sick when we're driving in cars or they're they're flying commercially. Uh, my daughter does not get motion sick, but she doesn't really have an interest in you know, I always ask them, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we ask the same questions every year, and then we kind of journal it uh, to keep track of what they what they say every year. Uh, and this last year, my youngest, Holden, actually said, I want to grow up and be an F-16 pilot, which I think he was maybe just saying that for Dad, but I'll take it. Right. I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah, you got to take your victories where they come. Yeah, yeah. I'll take what, it. What, what about, Finch, what about uh, what advice do you have for parents out there whose kids are interested in flying as a career or, or earning a living in their life? Uh, well, I think aviation right now is such a great industry to be getting involved in. I mean, uh, there's a huge pilot shortage across military aviation, and there's an even bigger pilot shortage right now and forecasted in commercial aviation. Uh, the pay is pretty good. The benefits are great for commercial aviators. Uh, and, and so I do, I do encourage it. The future is in the air, right? So... Uh, the transportation is just going to keep continuing like that. If children are interested in getting into uh, aviation, though, I, I say you there's lots of different programs you can get them involved in. You can uh, just go to your local airport. They all have flying clubs. You can say, hey, you know, for 20, 30 bucks, can I give you my kid? Have them go fly, or fly around an airplane, see if this is something they're really interested in. Uh, and if that's the case, pretty much every airport has instructor pilots, these guys that are trying to build up hours and, uh, you can start working with kids at a really early age. In fact, some of my, my classmates from the Air Force Academy actually had their pilot's license before they had their driver's license, which I always thought was really unique. Wow, uh, yeah, and I, I know that technology has really changed a lot of the stuff uh, with every industry, especially flying. How much different is it uh, today as far as the technology involved in flying as compared to when you first started? Um, yeah, uh, it's changed quite significantly, uh, when I first started flying, you know, like that T-34 that I flew with the Navy, there really wasn't much going on from a technology standpoint. Uh, and then you advance it all the way up to the last generation of F-16s I was flying, which were, were super advanced. 
uh, full multifunction displays, color screens, helmet mounted sensors, all these different things. And, uh, and then you look at the, you know, like the, the F-35, well, what, regardless of what you think about it, the technology in that plane is like out of this world, the capabilities that it has. And it's, uh, it's very amazing. And I, you know, I flew commercial aviation for a short period of time as well. And just, uh, the technology advances have really made it easier for pilots to focus on the important things, right? So they remove a lot of the distractions and allow you to focus on aviating the airplane instead of becoming distracted and wrapped up in some of the, the other things that maybe aren't as important, which tends to cause, you know, aviation incidents and mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I got to be honest, I'm still blown away by just seeing any plane up in the air. I'm just still amazed at how we're able to do that. It's, it's so so mind-boggling to me. Uh, me too. It's awesome to see it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, how about, uh, I, I usually ask uh, a lot of the dads here, What you're a military guy, obviously you have a lot of discipline. What type of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being a dad? You know, uh, I, I partner with my wife uh, from, from her, all these discipline aspects. Uh, but I, I really strongly believe in the concept of consequences, right? And so there's consequences in every action that we take. I mean, think about it from our perspective as adults, Alec. If we make a, if we make a negative decision and we break a rule, there's going to be a negative consequence associated with that, whether it be a fine, like a ticket, or jail time, or, you know, lose money or something like that. Uh, but if we make positive choices, there's positive consequences as well. So we approach that same methodology with our kids. We, they have responsibilities that they're supposed to do every single day, uh, which is really a commitment to our family. These are the things we're committed to doing regardless. There's no arguing. There's no discussion. This is just what we do uh, as part of our family. And then they have some chores on top of that. They, they can be incentivized to, to do those chores. They can make some money off of them if they do it, or they can earn video game time or something like that if they want to. But if they decide they don't want to do something that's a responsibility, then they earn a negative consequence, which a lot of times is taking something away or removing the opportunity to spend time with friends. But if they consistently do their responsibilities, they do these chores, or they help somebody out, or we see something positive, they're rewarded with positive consequences as well. Like uh, maybe they get to watch a movie that night, or maybe they get a special snack or something like that. Yeah, I, I think we've all kind of uh, navigated towards using that. I mean, I know I can speak for myself that we use that video game time as a, you know, a source of where I would call it like an allowance as a kid. Uh, they would much more rather have the time to play the video games. And during the school year, it's so tough. I mean, we were all, I think, facing that trouble with the technology because as we're trying to tell them they're not allowed to use it, you know, I, especially with the podcast now, I find myself constantly on the phone using either social media and stuff like that. So it's made me kind of reevaluate my own screen time and trying to lead by example in as ways I can, but it's not, it's not very easy. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, one of the things I'm super conscious of, and I tell, I tell you know, other, other fathers this, is you're always being observed, right? So they're going to watch every action that you have. So if you go home and you're like, I'm just going to veg out, sit on the couch and stare at Facebook or play a game on my phone, then the expectation that they're going to develop in their mind is that it's okay for me to come home, veg out, and stare at my phone and ignore those around me. So uh, every action that we have, especially as dads, is being consistently and constantly observed by our kids. So we want to give them the, you know, the best model that we can to set them up for having the right attitude, the right work ethic, and the, the right mentality as they grow up. Yeah, well said. And what's what's next for you here, Finch? What kind of goals or plans do you have for the future? 
Yeah, well, so I'm relatively new to the financial advisor business here in Billings, Montana. I'm really lucky I've got a good network here uh, and a good team around me. So I'm going to really buckle down. I'm going to focus on that. Uh, My consulting opportunities and consulting businesses and speaking businesses continue to grow. Uh, And and so I have to be really careful about that, right, because it's easy for me to bite off and say, yeah, I'll do that, yeah, I'll do that, yeah, I'll do that, and I'll be back on the road again. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grow that business with with moderation, uh, with really a focus on spending more time here at home and developing the business opportunities that I have right here in my in my hometown of Billings, Montana. Yeah, and it's interesting that you're you're into the financial planning. I, I really think that that's something that lacks in our kids' school, especially at the younger ages, where they don't have these things in school that teach mm-hmm. you know how to manage money, what to do with a dollar, and and how to kind of you know grow financially independent. And I, I would love to see something like that introduced, even at the grammar school level. I totally agree, and uh, I've actually been brainstorming. Uh, maybe like a fundamentals of finance opportunity for kids either at the local library here or across the school districts. But uh, we, we talk about it at our dinner table every night. For the most part, we talk about the basics of money and we talk about the basics of, of what debt looks like and what the stock market is. And I, I bet my three kids right now at 12, 10, and 9 could probably build a better investment portfolio than probably 95% of adults out there because they yeah, that's awesome the basics of, of what it is, you know. Um, and so I think they all deserve that education opportunity. Yeah, and it's it's important. I mean, we should all really be majoring in economics at, at some point here down the road because it's, it's such an important part of all of our lives. But um, All right, lastly, last thing I want to hit you with here, Finch, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I said one of the things already, right, Put your best foot forward whenever you're home. I always try to set this mindset to myself of it's tough to balance. Sometimes it's tough to balance your career and your family. And uh, the thing I always want to remind myself and I want to remind other dads is give your family your best, right? So before you walk in that door, uh, give, put your best version of yourself on, you know, put the smile on your face, bring the positive attitude, bring that energy that they might need after a long day at school, uh, and really model the behaviors of somebody that you would like to spend time with because your kids are going to pick up uh, on those behaviors as well. So I think that's probably the most important thing I would tell the other dads. And the other thing I would say is uh, make sure you show love to your wife uh, as frequently as possible. I try to model that to my children as well because I want them to have strong family relationships as they grow older, and uh, I think it's so critical that we as fathers – Show what it's what it uh, really means to uh, express love, show respect, work hard for the other person, uh, and demonstrate that for them. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Finch, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood. Thank you, Alec, and thank you for doing this podcast. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I'm recommending it to pretty much everybody I know because uh, we can all improve as fathers, and I think this is a great way we can start. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Finch for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. What an honor it was. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to hear your feedback. Locking in for tomorrow. We go back to the gridiron. Heisman Trophy winner and former first pick of the NFL draft. 
Carson Palmer will be my guest here. And then Friday, you know it, we're going to close out the week with another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Retired Navy SEAL and now current dog musher up in Alaska, Jeff Reed will be here to close out the week. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.